Yes, hello. I am trying to remain heavy. Uh, don't know if I'll survive the Ebola scare. Welcome to the Father Muckin' Ebola episode. That's the beat right there. Hey, man, what's poppin'? It's your man, Dean Edwards. Welcome to another episode of the Father Muckin' Protocol, man. Flying solo still. Trying to find find a way for Joseph Bessie to come back to us eventually. This sounds like the guy, what's his name, Saul, whoever uh, introduces his podcast. Go check out Joseph Bessie's wonderful podcast, The Callback. Um... Yeah, Vessi will be back. It's just timing-wise. The man's busy, man. I just saw uh, he he worked on these um, these spots for yeah these commercials for for the uninformed. These spots with um, Blake Griffin and uh, I was about to say Tim Hardaway. <laughs> and who else? Who else is in the damn joints? Damn, I draw a blank. But go check out. They're probably on his channel. Joseph always sends me, even though he hasn't been back in a while, he always sends me the links. And in, in true, um, I'm a more mature comedian than you fashion, I, I took a note from Chris Rock's book on the last one. He sent me it, and I sent him back an email saying, pretty funny. <laughs> and that, that was actually a nod to uh, Chris Rock. I remember, like, Chris Rock... Chris is very introverted to an extent. And so uh, so if Chris Rock gives you dap, big dap, for the uninformed, dap means, uh, you know, accolades or credits or a thumbs up. Uh, Chris's way of giving you dap, is it'll seem very minuscule. So I, I think uh, W. Kamau Bell, this is before Rock produced his, his, his TV show, um, on uh, on FX, and before it got canceled uh, early into the second season. Yeah, it's called Totally Biased with W. Kamau Bell. Really funny show. FX uh, did the show a disservice, in my opinion. They did it a disservice because it was a good, it was a good weekly skine, more TV vernacular. It was a good weekly series, and then they decided... You know what? Let's make it a nightly show and let's put it on our news network instead of FX. Let's put it on FXX, FX squared. That way, people who don't subscribe or have the channel um, and can't watch the show will will look for the show but never find it and then we'll cancel it. But we gave a black guy a chance. Um, anyway, this is a couple of years back. I met, I met, uh, W. Kamau, or Kow, uh, as, as his friends call I'm just playing. We're not friends. We just, we're acquainted in that we're both comedians. We met at a, uh, at a, I think, a NACA showcase some years back. It's probably like three, four years ago. And I remember um, on Chris's, uh, Chris's Facebook page, he had, he had put a clip of uh, Bell's show online, and then under it it said, Pretty funny. And I was like, I thought that was funny because uh because he uh no, just put it on the on the green thing. 
It's, it's on the wood, so it's vibrating. That's my telephone. I'm very popular right now. Uh, so, so he put pretty funny, and I was like, well, that's that's Chris's. No, no, but this is before he, Mike was like, uh, and he produced his show. I said, no, this is before he, this is probably a year, year and a half before he even produced dude's show. This is probably when he first saw his, um, I think he had a, a one-man show called The Bell Curve, maybe. It was a play on the, anyway. So he he had that show. He was touring with it. I think he came to New York, Rock Sword. Rock posted up on his page. Pretty funny. Now, the average viewer might look at that and say, well, I mean, why, why did it have to be pretty funny? Like, if someone comes up to me after the show and is like, hey, yo, you, you, you were actually pretty funny, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to appreciate it, but I might say to them, I'm actually, was it actually pretty funny? Was it pretty funny? Not totally funny, but it was pretty funny. But knowing, uh, knowing Chris's vibe, I was like, wow, that's a big deal. He posted it on on his Facebook, so he he must uh must mean it was uh funny. And and then I met um W. Kamal Bell at this knack and I got to talking to him and then we referred, we referenced that, which I thought was pretty uh funny, and he started laughing. He was like, Well, no, you know, if Chris gives you, you know, that's that's big for Chris Rock. I was like, Yeah, and then sure enough, a year, year and a half later, he had a show that Chris was producing. So Blessings to uh to Mr. Bell. Um, as I said, Joseph is uh is incognito, but hopefully we'll have him back soon. I actually was supposed to have a guest. I know there've been a couple of weeks with me solo, and anyone that knows about this podcast, the Father Mug Protocol, knows when I when I first started doing it with the assistance of my big mic uh, on the soundboard, who's who's sitting here right here with me to la- help me land the plane if I go too far off on a tangent. And one Mr. Joseph Vesey, uh, when when this was started, I said, you know what, I'll do it. And, and I like flying solo in, in the vein of, uh, of my buddy Billy Burr. Uh, but at the same time, I know they're also, I like having, you know, Joseph... Uh, on as well as as a uh, as guest co-host as co-host at times, um, just to bounce off them because we we both have uh, distinct personalities and ideologies, and especially if we have a guest, it's it's good to uh, play in the sandbox with somebody else. You know, we have we've we've had some some great guests. Um, I haven't had a guest in a couple of couple of weeks. But they'll be back. Uh, I was on the ship, so in fairness, as Mike just pointed out, you can't, you can't really. I actually, you know, it's funny. I was gonna because Mike has the professional setup because Mike is is a professional sound guy, and so he has a, a great setup, which I love uh, and appreciate. Mike, sometimes people never, never say thank you and that they appreciate, but I appreciate you coming and setting things up, uh, even with the gadgets that you've built to help. <laughs> Balance the uh, the microphone, um, but while I was on the ship, I was actually going to record one on um, on my my uh, iPad because uh, which oh which is funny because uh, now Mike is telling me he could have given me uh, a microphone to do so. No worries uh, for the next time. Uh, I'll I'll be going away again in in late January. Not doing them four week runs no more, baby. Ain't, ain't no more four weeks. I say that now. 
<laughs> Until they make me an offer, I can't refuse. But um, I'll do two weeks. But my buddy Mark Vieira was on the ship, and and we kept saying, oh, we need to uh, record one. And actually, Vieira was going to come today, but he was on the road, and so he 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 lands he lands uh probably while we're recording, and then uh, uh I also had um. Good, good friend of mine, known him for for many, many moons, Mister Godfrey Dansima. Uh, many people know him just as Godfrey. Uh, very funny and talented um, a- a- actor slash comedian of Nigerian American descent. Uh, real funny cat. And Godfrey was going to come this morning, uh, but he can't make it. He couldn't make it because he has an audition. And so I'm always like, well, you know what? Go get your, go get, secure the gig, son. The the microphone and, and the couch will be here. And so, you know, fingers crossed that Godfrey books whatever he's going in for today. I actually have to, after that, we have to cut this one short today because I got to go do this uh, voiceover. Actually, just a voiceover audition, man. Um, so, so as I open things up, I did mention that there's a, there's an e- Ebola uh, scare going on. There's a slight, uh, a slight uh, awareness of this this disease, this this Ebola, this virus. And look, um, first off, let's just say I I I feel sorry for for not just the 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 couple of Americans that have uh, died, but how about for for all of the people. Uh, back on the continent of Africa, I'm not sure. What, what, it's a lot. There are thousands of people that have died. We, 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 and I understand people's um, people being at a heightened awareness um, of 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 the the uh, Ebola virus. Number one, people go out and get educated on it. Uh, you know, stay. Wash your hands. Everyone keeps saying, well, wash your hands. You should have been washing your hands anyway. You know? (laughs) I mean, we live in a nasty world. Is this is what made you say, you know, maybe I should after I sneeze, maybe I'll use some hand sanitizer. I'll go wash. Maybe I'll wash my hands. They say you should leave them under the water for 20 seconds. Maybe I'll start doing it. Because most people don't. Most people, when you wash your hands, you put a little little bit of soap on. I've seen people just wash their fingertips. They don't wash just wash their bums. They wash their fingertips like uh, like a lot of dudes. It's not, and I want y'all as a disclaimer. I don't I don't want y'all thinking that I go to public restrooms and I'm like, oh, see, dude, I, hey, dude, this dude ain't wash his his whole hand because he only holds his thing with his his index finger and his thumbs. So he just washed his two fingers. But but now it's real, man. I mean, and and especially as someone that that travels a lot. You are self-conscious, you know. I gotta go on the road. I gotta fly out this week, and then fly out again next week. And the 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 thing that the image that pops in my mind is the end of Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, <laughs> where the pilot that was infected with uh, what was it, the simian flu, <laughs> the pilot that was infected, he he walks through an airport, and He's around X amount of people who are become infected, and then they all go to different portions of the world. Um, get get educated. I, I I saw someone post something uh, because that's that's really where the real news is on social media. <laughs> of course, 
But I saw something that was funny. It was a picture of uh, of um, of Kim Kardashian, and it said, "Just keep in mind that Kim Kardashian has married and divorced more people than have died from Ebola in in the United States. So keep that in mind, and and hopefully they get the numbers under control and and they don't escalate and and uh, because it's also it doesn't hit you until it hits close to home. So when I was on the ship, uh." They had just announced in the news that Ebola had touched down in Dallas. They making they making Ebola sound like James Brown when he was. Remember when James Brown died and they were touring the body? Like he was like, could y'all just bury the Godfather? He's like, I got one more in me. And so Ebola is getting more road dates than me, son. Ebola. This weekend, catch Ebola in Dallas, Texas. Not to be outdone, you can Ebola's just added tour dates to Atlanta, Georgia, and coming to a city near you, uh, Washington, D.C., and now Brooklyn, New York. Hooray for Ebola. Or was it in Brooklyn or was it Queens? Yeah, it was Brooklyn. And the doctor, this dude, this dude, let me tell you something. The, the, the doctor, that, <laughs> this doctor came back from where Liberia came back from, yeah, came back from Liberia, and uh, <laughs> and he was treating patients with Ebola. So he gets back and he says, "You know what? I'm, I'm I don't feel bad. Uh, I feel pretty healthy. I know that uh, there's a chance that it's a slight chance. I don't feel uh, asymptomatic, so I should be fine. Let's go to uh, let's go bowl." Let's go bowl and I'll stick my finger in in multiple bowling balls. You know what I feel bad for? I feel bad for the for the actual bowling alley. Because they said he went to a bowling alley in Williamsburg. Now, uh, I'm not gonna say there's one particular uh, bowling, <laughs> there's a there's a there's a bowling alley that is extremely popular that I I won't um I won't mention. Because I don't want people afraid to go there and to patronize there, but but there's a spot that's in Williamsburg. And the first, as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Yes, I won't be bowling there for a long time," because that's what happens. Like, and I know they're like, "Yo, well, don't why why are you implicating us?" But hold up, I don't think it's the bowling alley, the popular bowling. Alley. I think there's a smaller bowling alley because I saw shots of it on the news. I was like, "No, nah, that's not it. That's not the spot that I." Uh, that I know about, um, but any any bowling alley that's in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, is going to get implicated and have people saying, "You know what? The kids they can do laser tag. They'll do laser tag. They don't need to bowl." People are keeping their kids home from school. Listen, man, you gotta live. It's it's. And I'm not gonna say it's not that serious because it is, but you you have to live. If you if if somebody's going to get sick, they're going to get sick. You know, uh, they're going to get infected and, and hopefully they... How come I, I still... I'm, I'm going to need somebody black to uh, to get Ebola and and be cured. Because we 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 saw a brother died. This other sister, she was a nurse. She treated him and then went, went I think, to, to go, on a, uh, go to a wedding in Ohio... And I ain't seen her since they announced it. They just keep showing the same picture of her on the news. Um, but I think she's in quarantine. I think the quarantine takes 21, 
21 days uh, before they allow you to emerge healthy and, and Ebola free. Uh, it, it's, and I want y'all, I want y'all to think we're laughing because we're not. It's a very, very serious subject, but, but it's the reaction. It's the, it's the, it's, it's waking up in the morning and turning on every news program and them having the new Ebola information, which really is no information at all. They just keep rehashing the same thing. I, what was, what was amazing to me is that there was a, there was an Asian young lady who had Ebola out of Dallas. She's cured. And the first thing they do, you know what? Who thinks it'd be a good idea for her to go uh, meet the president and have, have him hug her? How about that? Can can we can we have can we have the the president of the free world hug, hug her? You know, conspiracy theorists uh, and all of them is some is some revolutionary Black Panther dude. Like you see, they couldn't take out Obama uh, directly. They had to do it uh, on the on on the uh, covert tip. They sent a little Asian woman in there because they know Black man cannot resist little Asian women, and they sent them in there. She has a cute little smile. Little little pointy cute chin, and she gonna give. I know you know what I guarantee you. When when Michelle found out that she was coming, Michelle was like, "No, no." He was like, "Well, dear, um, they they told me for the photo op and to restore, um, you know, a calm in the nation. Uh, we're going to have uh, we're gonna take a photo op, and she's going. She's gonna do what? I was going to take a picture with you. Don't need to take a picture with her. Well, actually, they um. Funny, funny you would say that uh, because they're going to have us hug. You ain't hugging that man. Why are you hugging this little Asian woman? Well, it's true. The, the, the hug was unnecessary. It wasn't necessary. It was, it, it, to, I understand it's to prove a point, but I know Obama was like, um, can we just, can I give her a pound? Maybe, uh, maybe uh, hit her like Howie, Howie Mandel. Uh, AGT, America's Got Talent. No, nothing, nothing. No, sir, I think we, we really need to restore people's faith in the uh, medical practice of the United States of America, and you're going to go uh, full on in, hugger. Uh, but no no bodily fluids, no uh, no exchange. Um, no, uh, I know, right? He was like, well, do, do we want to go there and um, just to prove that she's clean? Like, I hit it? No? M Michelle? Michelle's just sitting in the background rolling her neck like, mm-hmm. So, hey, hey, I, I, uh, I, I hope I'm healthy. Harris is is going on the road with me. Harris, then Harris, um, yeah, yeah. Harris is just is rolling with me. Um, I just realized. <laughs> well, Harris, I, I'm not going to say he's performing with me, but he's just hanging out because because there's still a court case going on. <laughs> But that's my road dog, so he's he's Harris Wink is going to go Wink and hang out with me uh, on the road. Uh, and Harris Harris already done like uh, flying. He always already like this dude. I mean, this this dude's what six three or so. Harris a big brolic former ball player, so he's pretty muscular. And this dude when he flies, it's 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 a sight to behold because he screams ah ah ah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's gotten better over the years, but like put it like we we had to book the tickets together and I now might not be able to get 
upgraded. He doesn't have air miles. I have air miles. I usually, you know, especially to somewhere like Chicago where there are flights every hour, usually I get upgraded to the first on that flight. But because my, my dog needs me, I'm going to stay in coach. I got to stay in coach, baby. That's what I got to do. I got to do. I, um, uh, Chicago's maybe a two and a half hour flight. Two, two and a half hours. Not that bad. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It's always fun to go out there. And toss it up. Uh, by the time y'all hear this, uh, probably next week, we'll, we'll be returning from Chicago. And we had a wonderful weekend with a couple of sold-out shows. That's the plan. The Chicago Improv out in Schaumburg. Y'all make sure y'all, uh, if you're in, in Chicago, make sure you check out. I always get confused with the radio station. Uh, I'm not sure if it's WCGI. A W W C G I or G C I Chicago. I think it's G C I. Yeah, the shy is number one for hip hop and R and B, man. Yeah, check out uh check out my people out there on the uh, on the morning show. My boy Tony Schofield, uh, my boy Leon Rogers, and the boss. The boss, Nina Chantel. They always uh show a lot of love and um by the time y'all hear this, as I said, I I went and, and had some fun with them on the promotional tour. That's what most comics work towards, honestly. You know, it's funny. Most 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 stand-ups just want to go on the road and get to the point where they don't have to go do morning radio. That's a, like that. That's when you, yeah. Well, because here's the thing: most people, well, most people, if you have say a following. The the idea the idea behind that is if you have a following, you don't need to go and and, and dance for the 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 local radio morning the morning zoo hey ha you know um, it's funny though I don't mind I never minded uh, I'm a morning person anyway so I actually like going and and talking to the people I'm a people's champion son. You know, so I like I like getting up and uh, going, and also you know, running into your you know you develop relationships um, with some of these radio stations over the years, and and I've known Tony Skull and uh, and Leon. You know, I, I I met Tony back in the uh, back in the nineties um, through Todd Lynn, and then Leon. I remember when Leon first. Came, started coming back and forth to New York and uh he did Showtime at the Pylon. I was like, oh, this dude's funny. And um and, and uh yes, yeah, it's, it's it's just cool to reconnect with your people, catch up, see how they're doing, feel their energy, share your energy, bounce ideas off, and and also speak to in this particular case, speak to the people in Chicago and let and let them know, yo, I'm in your city. And then I know some of y'all knew I was here and we're gonna come out, and those that don't know, now, now you know. And knowing's half the paddle. G.I. Joe! <laughs> you see what I did right there? A real American hero fighting Cobra and Destro. Uh, yeah, so I got on stage. Um, uh, it's funny because I was on that ship. I think I mentioned this uh, previously that. Being on the ship, one of the frustrations of being on on the ship for a bunch of weeks was I didn't get to work out a lot of new, new material, man. So, uh, 
Yeah, nah, because, uh, you know, you're, it's not a workout environment, workout material environment. It's, it's really, you're sticking to script. Oh, I got paid regardless. You know, but, but they, they want you to do your, 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 they want you to pretty much stick to your A game and be able to perform when people bring eight-year-olds that might be sitting in the audience, even though if you're, look, look man, if, if you come to a show, I mean, use common sense. You, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring an eight-year-old to see, you know, there's certain shows on Broadway I wouldn't bring them to because I know an eight-year-old is going to get bored. So by the same, uh, by, by the same account, I wouldn't bring a, a, a kid to a stand-up show. I, you know, that, that's one of my criticisms of, of uh, Heidi Klum on America's Got Talent is that she, she always critiques comics and, and without fail will say, you know, I just, this is not someone I would want to have my children bring my kids to see. Well, but for the market, it's, it's, a, it's a comedy show. You know, you don't bring, you bring, you bring your kids to a clown. You bring your kids <laughs> to the circus. You don't bring your kids to, to, uh, to see Cat Williams on stage, you know, or, or Dane Cook or, or even, even Carrot Top might be too much for a kid. Not because he's dirty, but because conceptually kids, kids aren't going to get baby on board, uh, 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 uh a doll stuck to a wooden plank and understand that that means baby on board, you know? Um, okay. Stop, stop with all that noise. Stop that screaming and noise. So yeah, I got, uh, I've been in a good space, man. I've been working out, um, getting on stage, working out this new material. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's coming along. You know what? It just feels good. And any comic out there that, that, that hears this, or, um, anyone that knows a comedian knows, there's this, it's, it's a great feeling when you, uh, when you're rocking out the new stuff. And it's funny because your new material usually works best the first one or two times you do it. After you do it a couple of times, it loses the innocence and the magic of it being new. And then it becomes work. And then you start chiseling and trimming away at the, uh, at the joke. And no, 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 no. I, I'm uh, like, right now I'm still enjoying because these these were all these were all ideas that I was just I started jotting down or writing, um, you know, within the last month or two, but I didn't have a chance to to share it, you know. And, and I mean, I'm the type that I I actually I've always talked to myself, um, whether whether it's when I'm you know doing something as as menial as washing dishes or driving, and they say they say that's actually when you become most creative when. Uh, when the right side, yeah, I'll talk out loud. Yeah, man. Nah, ain't nothing wrong with me, man. I, here's the thing. I, I, I stopped caring about, about people thinking I was crazy uh, when I was a teenager. Shoot, I already accepted it, you know. Uh, it seems I'm like the heat in the midst of summer. I'll tell you now, I'm March of the Beat. I'm a different drummer. You know, I, I, I wrote that when I was 13 years old. You know, it's, I was fine. I've always been fine doing my own thing. I know some people will look at it like, oh, you sound, you sound, you sound a little schizo. Um, but no, I'm very in, in, comfortable in, uh, in contact with my, my, in my ego and my super ego. But more than that, just as a, uh, as a performer, I like to talk it through the same, same way, a, uh, 
Same way an actor might run their lines. As a comic, if, if I have an idea, I'm like, all right, you know what, let me talk through it and just run, run the ideas and ramble. And you, because you might stumble onto things that you never would have thought of. And then the repetition of it, that's really how you wind up building a set, the repetition of it. Repetition of getting... First, you know who does, does a brilliant job of it? Tracy Borgen. Tracy is good. What Tracy does, which is slick, Tracy will, will run bits in front of you and anybody that's cool with him. Yeah, yeah. So anybody that's cool with Tracy knows. <laughs> like Tracy might... Working about working on a joke about vitamins, right? And we're all just kicking and hanging out. And next thing you know, he's just like somebody, somebody trips. He's like, yeah, you gotta watch how you do that. You gotta watch. You gotta watch. You gotta watch out for 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 tripping. That happens when you get older. You get older and you trip. You don't want to break that hip. You break that hip. Old people always break their hip and then wind up walking funny. You gotta take your vitamin B carotene. Because it has a lot of iron and, and vitamin E and vitamin C. You got to take that B-carotene. got to take that B-carotene. Make sure you drink it straight. Don't water it down. You don't want your muscles to be watered down. And then, and then as he's, he's saying it, cats are laughing, but you're like, Tracy's, Tracy's working a bit. I need, I need to work that, bit, work, work that muscle. You got to get the muscles strong. Get your bones strong. I had a strong bone. That's how I had another baby. I'm in my 40s. I had a little daughter. What am I going to do now? I can't go to her, 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 her basketball games. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be that old dude in the stands. I won't even be in the stands. I'll be in a chair. Talk, talking like, talking like the, the dude with one of them. I won't even be able to speak anymore. I have a computer connected. I'll be in one of them chairs. and this, I'll just sound, all right, all right, well, sound like this. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> but that's that's how Tracy works jokes. So I I I don't I won't necessarily work my jokes in front of people. I I work them talk. I work them. I work them alone. I work them alone until I'm comfortable with the idea and the verbiage, and then I'll I'll bring it on stage. You know. So like uh right now I'm working on this this thing about uh what here's a and it's funny because some of them are old ideas that I'm uh that I'm you know bringing back to light and some I'm like oh you know what let me breathe new life into this so like what I'm dealing with is uh my wife and I getting pulled over by the cops which re really happened so it's just a story about and it it starts off with me referring to uh, me referring to, you know how cops, um, this police brutality's gotten out of hand because now it's now it's almost just passe, you know. Now and cops are shooting brothers so much. I just saw one, dude. This one was crazy. I saw, I saw there was a dude. He got pulled over. Okay, so you see the you know police officers have the dash dashboard cam, right? So. They show the full video of the dashboard cam. Uh, the police officer, the, the, the car starts backing up, pulls back, and then curves and pulls the, a different direction and speeds up into this, um, the parking lot, not par parking lot, but in a gas station. There's a, there's, there's a brother, he's probably like in his 40s, standing outside his car. The cop uh, rolls up on him. So automatically, 
if you're the dude that that the cops rolling up on and all you do, you're getting gas, you're like, whoa, what the? So the cops like, give me your license registration, and he's like, oh, 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 oh. So the dude automatically reaches in, his, he reaches in his pocket quickly, can't find it, so he he dives into his car to get his wallet, and then, and then the cops like, get out of your car, get out of your car, and so dude stands up and the cop shoots at him. The cop shoots. Look, Mike's like, are you kidding? I'm dead serious. Um, the cop shoots him. The cop shoots him twice. One of them hits him in the hip. And the conversation is tragic yet hilarious because the dude is like, what, 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 are you, what happened? What did I do? The cop's like, I told you not to go into your car. He said, but you told me to get my license. He said, well, what? He said, he, he, he said well, where, where was your... He said, you asked me for my license, so I was listening, sir. And, he's, and he, the, he, he maintains his cool and his... He's very polite to the police. This dude just shot him. He's polite to him. He's like, sir, I don't... What? But I, you told me to give you a li my license, so I told you not to go in the car. But I was reaching for my license, and you had already asked me. But I told you to... So then I was getting out of the car. He's like, why, why did you... And then he's laying on the ground. He's like, why did you shoot me? But his voice. Oh, son. And we'll, we can laugh about it because he's alive. Thank goodness. But he's like, why? He's like, why, why did you? Why? You can hear how incredulous he is about the whole situation. He's like, why did you shoot me? I did everything you asked me to do. And so... That and so my joke, my I, I started working on this joke before I heard about that, but this just gave it uh, a little more weight. It's in the news. This is this is a normal occurrence, man. But it was already his his same thing. You you take it back twenty some odd years, twenty two years to the Rodney King beating. That well, but that's the thing. There were always stories about about young black males getting accosted by police officers and, and anyone that listens I don't want you to think I'm 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 cop bashing I'm not police bashing because there are good cops unfortunately just like being a young black male uh one one rotten apple can spoil a bunch if if there's if if one brother robbed an old lady now every brother that walks down the street with an old lady in front of him is like I'm more nervous for being if I if I'm walking down the street and there's an old lady walking up the street or even it's not even an old lady. I've had this happen where I'm on I'm on the train. I'm say I'm I I get on in Manhattan and another a, a bunch of people get on the same same stop as me. Get on like 59 say Columbus Circle and then the the numbers dwindle, they pack, and then they dwindle down. And then when I get to my stop, one of those people or two of them are left, and they get out, and there's a dude in a suit. He goes one direction, there's a young lady. She goes in the same direction I live in. If I'm behind her, and I recognize her from 40 minutes ago getting on the train, I'm probably, she's probably self-conscious, like, oh, I've had women walking in front of me and stop like they, they're checking their phone. And to let me pass them by, I don't even trip on it because I know it's a safety thing in their mind. And 
I ain't gonna front. If I saw somebody get off the train at the same stop as me and I, I rode with them for that long, I might, chances are I probably wouldn't, but I would be aware. I'm a guy, but I'm also aware of my surroundings. And so if 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 a little little white girl is is in front of me on the streets, I ain't gonna front. I will pull out my keys so she know, like just just out of self-conscious here. Don't I don't want you. Having your hand on your mason as I happen to pass you, you pull out the mason. I get pepper sprayed, you know. So I, I've I found myself walking down the street and I'm like, because I'm happy, just to make sure. See, I'm friendly. I'm not. I'm not a threat, you know. But but it, it becomes it becomes annoying. So these things have been happening for years, and uh, and that's that's what I've been talking about on stage, like this the the police police uh. This police brutality sort of becoming passe and the norm and us. And you hear about it so often now that you're like, all right, well, hang on. I want to go march in Staten Island. I want to march in Ferguson, Missouri. But I ain't got but so many sick days at work, you know. Can't support every. You want to support everyone, but you can't. I saw there was a rally in Manhattan um, last week in the in Union Square. But I didn't see so many. I'm like... All right, man. I'm I stand with y'all in sol- solidarity. I need to go get this this turkey wrap. You know that might sound selfish, but you you understand what I'm saying. I'm not the only person out there that that uh, feels that way. Um, what else am I talking about? Talking about death, um, revisiting, you know, death and dying and 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 social media. I I I started working on this material, um, the death material. Back in June and got a little sidetracked, but I've been uh, playing with it again on stage. And then that's pretty much where I am. Well, um, right now, uh, I would say minutes wise, I probably the 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 police brutality getting pulled over by by five oh in Brooklyn joke. That's probably a nice that's a good five, six minute story. And the other things that. They're more bits. Those are still all forming. You know, the the, the people, uh, you know, someone, someone posted this morning, my mother died on Facebook. My mom died. And my condolences, uh, you know, to anyone that's, that's lost anyone recently or in the past, you know. But I actually sat looking at the picture for a second. I was like, do, do, do I click like? I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't. See, Mike is saying it happened to him the other day. I I don't understand. So social media, right? Facebook needs needs a, a a thumbs up, a thumbs down, and then a hand like eh, so so, you know. And so you know, so that's 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 what my head's been. That's what I've been working on, and hopefully, uh, I'm hoping by by the top of the new year, I'll have I'll have at least a new. Um, I mean, it's 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 only two two months, so I, I'm happy if if I have a a new twenty, because that's the funny thing you 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 never know you never know how how long the material is, but I'm comfortable with with an, if I get like a new twenty, and you know what I've been doing more like even with the in, with the impressions I, I uh I've been <laughs> I've been just especially with someone like Tracy I just been instead of just doing the the set. That I'm used to doing is just sort of taking Tracy out and about and just playing with people in the audience. It's more fun that way, you know, because 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 it makes it makes it a unique experience every time. 
every time I get on stage, I could I could do something different with it. Um, so yeah, so that's that's where my head is at. And you know, you also just get sick of hearing yourself doing the same jokes over and over, man. I get, I guess, you know, what I mean, honestly, you get, and and then also every time you, like, yeah, I I, I probably headline. In the city at the top of the new year. It's been almost a year. And anytime I headline, it's like, all right, I know there are the greatest hits bits that people want to hear. But I also, for me, I want to have some new material. So people are like, yo, you did you did that other thing, but you did a bunch of new stuff. Because there's nothing worse than somebody coming up. Oh, man, we've seen you the last three times. Oh, you were here. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, you did this, you did the same same material, and I—that's why you have. If you have a catalog of material, you can bounce around, and you make every show unique, and and do your best to change up, even slightly, just for your own artistic spirit. But it's a challenge because that's the difference as a stand-up versus uh, everything else. A musician, pe people want to hear the same songs. People, you, you ever see a, a band or, or or an artist, a rap group? Come out and they do like one, one old song and people get hype and then they're like, all right, and here's some of the songs from our new album. You're like, oh, here he go. I don't want to hear that crap. This dude, this dude. This is like when 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 uh Lauren Hill, remember she did the acoustic set on uh MTV Unplugged, and you're like, eh, dude to Zion, dude lost one. She's like, yeah, so uh we're gonna do some of this uh conscious. Music, you like conscious? I don't want to hear. You. I don't want you burning incense and and wearing a baseball cap and a trucker hat and a dirty denim Lee jeans jacket. Play the hits, son. Play, play to get some reciprocity. I want to hear that, Lauren. And, and that's 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 I guess the the double edged sword of being an artist. You know, if you singer. People want the classic hits. They don't want you to grow. They want you, they because music usually represents because music gets in your soul and you feel it and you, you and you you have a physical response in that you might dance to it or bop your head or move with it. Music gets all in you and it puts you. It takes you back to when you first heard that song. You know, if if you if you love Sixpence None the Wiser and and you hear. Kiss me. You know, uh, you're like, oh, man, I remember. I remember I was in college. Uh, I kissed that girl. Her name was Terry. Terry loves Sixpence None the Wiser. I couldn't stand her, but she loved him, so therefore I liked him. Oh, Terry was good. You know, that's 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 how someone thinks. But a comedian, like, oh, dude. Damn, that was funny. You a funny ball. You a funny ball, Mucker Duke. Hey, hey, but hey, hey, do that Denzel, but then you do it, and then like, I, I do, do something new, man. Talk about, I want you to talk about Ebola, but I, I, don't, I don't really have any Ebola jokes. I mean, any real people start telling you what you should real comment, man. Real comments talk about what's going on in the world. I don't know what you're talking about, but you just, I just did Denzel for you. Yeah, but I'm saying, I mean, you know, give me something. I mean, I, right, you know, you do what you do. Do what you do, son. You know, I respect what you do. I'm just saying, man. You know, real, real comments. Yo, I suddenly just became every man. I don't even know how that happened. I just turned into M-E-F. M-E-T-H-O-G, man. 
I, I, I remember, I remember, here I am, I'll be damned if this ain't some hits. Come to spread the butter lyrics over homily grits. Meth, meth was dope. So a lot of people, a lot of people uh, were, were bigger fans of like Ghostface. I thought Meth the Band, I think Meth the Band still is, is, is lyrically, uh, lyrically bestial. Don't you hate that term? I'm kind of sick of that term. Yo, it's a beast. No, it's not. Like, I, I see comics post that all the time. <laughs> Yo, saw such and such. Yo, he beasting. Beast, hashtag beast mode. Really? It was it was beast mode? Or did you just, you, you ever see somebody post something on, on uh, like, people post their, their workout crap on Instagram and they'll post, like, a picture of them sweating or they'll post a picture of the mileage they ran and, and then it'll say, getting it in early in the morning, 5 a.m. workout, Hashtag beast mode. And then you're like, says you ran 1.2 miles in, in 45 minutes. That's not beast mode. You were going like 3.8 miles per hour, son. It's not beast mode. You corny, son. Anyway, time is it, Mike, because I think I got to go, son. We got Oh, yeah, we got 50 in, man. Y'all had enough. Shoot, I got to go uh, get my voiceover on now, son. So, yo, as always, if you don't, but now you do, make sure you uh go go ahead and, and, and subscribe, man. If you listen to this on SoundCloud, click that button right there. You, you see it up there. Go ahead. Click it. Click it right now. Click it. Click it, I say. Click subscribe, man. And uh, tell a friend if you up on podcast, tell a friend or, or forward, uh, forward the link to them. Um, As always, big ups to our All Things Comedy channel, All Things Comedy people. Big up, uh, you know, my man, uh, Dean Del Rey. Check out and subscribe to his Let There Be Talk. And my man, Ian Edwards' comic so soccer comic rant. Um, Billy doesn't need subscribers, but still go check out a very entertaining uh, podcast, the Monday Morning Podcast, and, and a bunch more. I mean, they, they, they have something for everybody on All Things Comedy, man. So go check that out. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Dean Edwards, because as you all know, you can say it. That's who I am, baby. You know, uh, keep uh, keep an ear and eye out for some uh, upcoming dates. The 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 website is getting redone, DeanEdwards.net. Um, follow my man, Joseph Vesey, at Joseph Vesey. Um, and check out his YouTube channel. Ch channel? Check out his YouTube channel. Check his YouTube channel out and, uh, and give him comments and, and keep supporting him, man. And we'll catch you next week on this, this here, these here couches right here. Big up my man, Big Mike on the boys, man. As always, we, we thank you, man, for the, for the sounds and keeping us sounding crispy, toasty, <laughs> freaky. So uh, does anyone think it's odd that the mime is talking freaky? That's that state farm spot. All right, y'all. Uh, we we it's all good, and uh, and we'll catch you for the muckins, my father muckin fam. Next time, man. It's Dean Edwards, Peasy, Two Fingers.